Once in a while, you get the sound messed up, and it's it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> Sounds like you're in a kill room. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Just taking yesterday's theme that <laughs> no one will have uh, heard about yet. Just no context, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing. Welcome to the show, Ben Staley. Oh, hey guys, it's been a minute. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, it has. It has. The last time I was on the show. We were talking about... It was called something else. <laughs> it was called something else. Dude. Whoa. That's right. Yeah. We were talking about your exploits, Mark. Oh, you were interviewing me. Yeah, yes. actually... That was the you know, last those, thing. Th- yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And so then... So we had a, the USSR episode kind of thing mm-hmm. came out, and eventually the Bolivia one, too. Oh, yeah. Fuck which were both that. like sort of Ben Staley guided interviews. I'm, man, that I want to ma- do that again. Like, Can we do that again? Because that was so... I mean, I don't know how people liked them, but I liked it. Yeah. I had so much fun doing that. Here's, and like, I would love, I would love to like research a little bit. Okay. And like, yeah, and then like be able that. to do a better interview. Here's uh, a secret to the nonprofit business model is we don't look for uh, any kind of criticism or feedback. And that way it, we don't care how they <laughs> we don't did. care if you we like just it keep doing it. Actually, I did get some, you know, sort of like direct type messages from people who are, it's like, man, yeah, you got to do more stories about climate. You know, there's like, there's oh, the, yeah. there's the 5% of all the people who listen who are, you know, <laughs> that, that know, of, you know, of me as a climber. Before, no, dude, it's more than that. You think? I you think, think we're up to like 10%. <laughs> I bet you it's fucking 75%, honestly. Yeah, really? Okay. Okay. I mean, can I tell I, you a story? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. two years ago, I've had two, um, two experiences randomly um two years ago i was i don't really climb either very much except for my old buddy todd comes down every couple years and we just go and like do old guy long trad climbs in the mountains kind of thing yeah and i remember i can't remember now is it three years ago you guys went to tack eats together it it was something it was it was coming up on three because it was fall of 19 of 2019 it was right before we all went to the desert yeah he came down for a couple weeks we got airbnb and talk eats did a bunch of climbs he wanted to do and then we were actually gonna go i was in i was in really good shape at that point that was the last time i was in really really good shape and i was gonna go i wanted to so I, you were unemployed is what you're saying yes sir okay <laughs> and uh <laughs> yes sir and i have been wanting i had found out there's this this hike you can do cactus to clouds okay which goes from palm springs yeah one of the hottest places on the planet to the top of mount san jacinto yeah and it's like you have to start at like one in the morning because by eight o'clock you can die. It's You're so fine. hot. Yeah. And it basically goes up this mountain and it's straight up. Yeah. And, and San Jacinto is like, it's like 11 or 12. Yes. And I only found out about this cause I, I hiked back there with my daughter. They have a tram that goes up and then you just hike back and we camped and we climbed the mountain and there was still snow up there. It was like July. And then some dude comes up and he wasn't even a very, he didn't look super fit, but he's like, I just did cactus to clouds. And he was all fucking jacked. Yeah. And uh, boy, this is a long way to my story. Anyways. <laughs> so we were going to go. I'm like, Todd, Todd is a way better athlete than me. And always like he's ski mountaineers and runs and bikes. And he's a badass. 
I'm like, can, I can barely keep up with him. And uh, I'm like, let's go climb for a week and talk eats. And then let's go do Cactus to Clouds together. I think I'm in good enough shape where I can do that and maybe not die. Nice. <laughs> and then we were like, we climbed in Talkeets and like every day, it's like a burly hike back there. So we were like, mm -hmm. after doing that five, six days in a row, we we're like, fuck that. We're tired. <laughs> we're like old and tired. We're yeah. not going to go do that. I'm like, let's not go. get anywhere near those clouds. <laughs> let's go stay. I'm like, let's go back and just stay at my house. It's cheap. And there's a local climbing area, which is really badass, actually, that I okay. recently discovered. And we were back there, and we're climbing the first day, and we're sitting there, and there's two other kind of old guys like us, and they're sitting there, and they're like, and they're like on, they're like 10 feet away, and they're doing this other climb, because it's like in this little canyon. And the one dude's like, dude, it is, he just was going on and on about something and talking about how cool it was. And then he was talking about you guys' podcast. <laughs> and he's like dude and then he starts talking about mark twight and all this stuff because they're climbers and they're a little older generation so okay and then todd's like todd looks at me and he goes dude tell me you've been on that podcast and i'm like yeah. no nah, that's not my nah, style man yeah exactly no nah, i'm not no he's like come on man I'm like, nope <laughs> and then uh another time another time this is why I'm saying there's more of an audience than you think. It's okay. more than fucking 5%. This is the point I'm leading to. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. Listen, You're stuck with all the fitness guys. No, I'm... <laughs> no, but I was on a boat. I was making this documentary that I worked on for three years. The, about the, the, about the, 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 the boat that got cut in half yes, and, the and factor, made longer. The factory trawler. And I'm out there. I'm fucking 500 miles out to sea in the Bering Sea. And, and this is right when the boat went back out to... Um, fish for the first time and so they had all these technical dudes on there like um, engineers and people doing all the systems the hydraulics and all the, the yeah. heating and cooling systems and to make sure they worked for the first time yeah and they had this dude who was doing the refrigeration he was from Anchorage and they just brought him out and we're in the we're hanging out one time and and uh, I don't know you know there's like dozens of people on the boat literally and I ended up talking to this dude because he was from Anchorage and I'm like yeah I was born there and uh I'm like, well, what do you do? And he goes, dude, I'm, you know, I'm just, this guy's like in his thirties and he's like, well, I'm, I'm a climber. And, uh, I'm like, okay, that's rad. I used to do that when I was young and like younger than you even a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, man, I'm just like, uh, I'm really, um, I'm really kind of a disciple. Like he just went deep. He's like, I have this book and I'm just really a disciple of this guy, Mark Twight. And he's like my hero. <laughs> And I'm like, really, no shit. And uh, and I actually, I actually played the card because then I, I okay. was sitting there and I had all my camera gear, and I reached into my bag and I pulled out my Leica. And I'm like, see this? I'm like, yeah, Mark gave me this camera, and he's like, his brain exploded because <laughs> we're on a boat, we're like yeah. in the middle of the ocean. He just did you're, not expect that. You're in a place yeah. that Mark yeah. Twight would never be found. Never be found. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm like, and he's like, he's like, look at me, like, are you shitting me? I'm like, no, dude, like. It's, it's funny. Here's the yeah. Really I'm, you know, there are, there are better people you could be a disciple of. Like, <laughs> you might end up in a better spot. Well, there's, but, there's, there's a reason you sold a thousand of those books, bro. Yeah. I, that yeah. blew my mind. It's pretty, it's pretty, I mean, we've had, I mean, we've had a lot of requests to reprint the book, uh, which we are, but you know. It's good but that I, people still want it. Yeah. And the, uh, I, I mean, I don't even know where to 
Well, but you, could it? you really find somebody to be a better disciple of? No, because like, look, he's got the fucking Jesus slippers, and he's got the <laughs> the long flowing hair and the beard. He like, he, are you kidding me? Yeah, he's meant to follow into the desert. He's Saint Twite. <laughs> Saint Twite. <laughs> Do you know? Uh, I mean, my, so, my palms are hurting already. Uh, <laughs> he's got the stigmata. I mean, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to Aaron, Aaron, when when you were, we were like last minute edits, you're like, can you help edit? And I was kind of at a. You know, you guys were busting it out. Um, Aaron's like, can I help edit Mark's book, Passion? And I was like, what? And he's like, Is, isn't this book called Passion? <laughs> and, and the Passion like, of the Twite. The Passion that, of I, the Twite. Like, you know, there, there was a... Um, there, like, I think the last article I ever had published in Rock and Ice, and I wore out my welcome with an article that they titled The Passion of the Twite. That's real. And Whoa! I, yeah. Well, so much I, or, for, or, or it original. Was, or it was yeah. like a subtitle of you know this article, "Barbarians at the Gate." Oh the, yeah, the, I remember the, that. Yeah, the sort of religious purity. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. I was, I was, I was on a on a horse at that point or some shit, <laughs> a high horse. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> do you think Jesus really wanted to be Jesus? Probably. I mean, because I mean, he sucked it, at carpentry. Once he once he realized that the boat he made wouldn't float, and he actually had to get out and walk, <laughs> uh, and then realized that he was walking on water, he was probably wow, this is a pretty good gig. This is a real this like is a real good gig. I wonder how I far, how far I could go. Yeah, that <laughs> you know, how far does this force field extend? <laughs> yeah, I mean, how perfect can you be if none of your furniture survived? Who's like the modern equivalent of Jesus? Like, who would you? Who is like the most famous person that would be like similar to Jesus? You know, you think about that, like. Is is like a relatively decent person, but uh, Jim Jones. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> no, I, I mean, no, we need a living one that we can then yeah, martyr. Yeah, yeah because you know, like Jesus for, was just like a super famous dude, right? Like he was so famous, they're like fuck you, and they killed him. I don't think that was it. Okay, no, I, I like going. This is this is fucking weird. Okay, but I did just travel to Greece to kind of figure some of this shit out. You've been, really? <laughs> yeah. what, did, not, think, not that. So you know the. I, I'm by no means a believer, but I am interested in in the phenomena. Same. So um, you're, what is what is this, what is that called? Like religio curious? Yeah, 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 yeah. Curious yeah, yeah. <laughs> religio curious. Um, <laughs> I mean, I something like that. It's just like there's maybe this, we just do religio curious. Religio curious. <laughs> that, there's something like that. I think like. Um, I don't know. It's it's fascinating to me. He is okay. the The story of Jesus is the most influential story, or the influential person who's ever lived. Bar, there's nobody that even comes close. And when you look at it, like you, when you look at the the doctrines and the writings that it's based off of, which is fascinating. It's all written in Greek, and you're like, wait, that's weird, right? That that's the first weird thing. Mm -hmm. They they were all fluent Greek speakers, so. When you go back through, and his story follows a lot of other stories. Like, you know, the, uh, Amun-Ra was born of a virgin and had 12 disciples. And, you know, there's like this this reoccurring thing that keeps coming up. And yeah. I know there's like a lot of people think that has to do with the harvest, you know, and the winter solstice, which is an interesting story. It's an interesting, like, theory in its own. But the weirder one um, is that there is this tradition that even came down from the Antols 
into Crete, into Greece, into Athens, and then became the Eleusian Mysteries, which then became the Eucharist. And a lot of people, the, the, like the new theory is that he wasn't the most famous person. What he was was somebody who was going against the grain to bring back some traditions that actually were kind of being smashed out by mm -hmm. the Romans at the time. And they were smashed out by the Greeks. So there's this, uh, it's super fucking deep-seated, but it's, it's an interesting theory because it seems like why he was popular was because he was very supportive of A, um, the poor having some kind of power and women as well. Like people forget his first disciple was a female. Yeah. Right. And that, he was really supportive of the prostitutes and, yeah. and those people that were the lowest. Yeah, exactly. In social like, standing. Well, that 100%. And yeah. also, like, the the woman thing is very, very weird. Like, yeah. it's stronger than what it's been made out today. Yeah. Remember that, like, she was the first one to announce that he had risen from the dead. Like, she was the transmitter. And if you go back through, you know, the, the, the stuff that's been edited out of the Bible, the, you know, what we call the Bible, um, you, you'll find that there was kind of a battle going back between her and a, a essentially Paul or Saul at the time, which would be uh, he didn't want this wine drinking festival to continue because it was dangerous. People were dying. And they're like, why are people dying at a wine drinking festival? They're like, well, it's because in the ancient times they mixed wine with very powerful herbs and substances. And that's what the Greeks talked about this for you know centuries about mixed wine and like how to do it correctly. And it turns out that he essentially maps perfectly with Dionysus. So Dionysus, um, you would drink the wine of Dionysus because it was a blood of a god. And you and, eat the and flesh. And he was one of the dudes who was putting ergo in it. And, yes, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, th or, they think, yeah, it's like there's, there's a couple different ones. There's different nightshades. There's different... Um, uh, there's like different poisons that are psychoactive that they would use, but ergo okay. is one of them. That, that's what they found in kind of the uh, the the mysteries. They have these jars that were in Spain that were attached to the Eleusian mysteries, and they found ergo remnants in them, which is like you know uh, LSD ish chemical. Mm -hmm. um, although like there's other fungus and there's other things that go into it. So I, I like I don't know. It was just it's interesting to me that like I wanna I kind of wanna. I want to know why people follow other people or, why, or why, yeah. how this changed. Like, this is such a powerful thing that's been made into such a mythical event, yeah. but there's so much more going on with it. 100%. That's why I'm kind of fascinated with it. I've got nothing to get. Like, I used to be pretty angry about the whole Jesus thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, fuck that guy. Like, but not really. Like, yeah. man, he's probably a f fascinating character. And yeah. philosophically, he was on to something. Dude, if you just, if you just kind of like, I, I totally agree with you. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I think he was probably definitely a real dude. Mm -hmm. I think they probably because you do hear these reoccurring stories throughout history mm -hmm. of you know the the virgin birth mm -hmm. and all these things. Um, so I think some of that just sort of gets you know attached on to this dude Jesus. Yeah. So there it just all becomes one thing, mm -hmm. and I think the story is probably much deeper and more complicated than anybody knows and nuanced. But the truth is, like, if you just um, if you just acted like Christ, yeah, you'd be a really good dude. You'd be, you'd be like, you'd be cool. Just you'd be all right. Like he was a cool dude. If you yeah. just, if you just did the stuff he talked about, like yeah. on a base level, or sure. how you treated other people, yeah. you'd be great. Now just, I mean, he wasn't bombing. He wasn't bombing abortion clinics and no. shit. Like he wasn't. No. <laughs> I think you're right. This is uh, this gets talked about sometimes too. It's like if you take the fundamental 
uh, tenets of Christianity, not yeah. not Christendom after it was organized, but kind of take his teachings and distill them down to a philosophy without putting anything supernatural into it. Mm-hmm. You, you basically look like um, you need to be kind. Yes. Right? You need to be humble. Mm-hmm. You need to be courageous. You need to stick up for people with less power. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, there's this There's this fundamental thing and you're like, uh, don't be greedy, mm-hmm. right? And then you look at the opposite that you look at our society who yeah. fundamentally identify as Christians and they're all greedy, yep. fucking weak people yep. who are like, you know, not humble. They're the opposite of anything that you could imagine of that. Yep. And you're like, okay, this is weird. Like how did somebody's teachings that so profoundly changed the world get so misrepresented to like, now you, you're like, if you're somebody who's Christian today, yeah. you're like, Oh, you're you know you're part of the alt right or some shit, and you're like super into AR-15s and fucking yeah. you know not killing white babies or something. Did you, the, the the evolution and the the freaking it's just it's so weird. It's yeah. like it's like you're you're calling yourself something that has that dude's name in it, mm-hmm. but you're not acting like him at all. Like if 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 that if you really read about that dude and he was standing here right now and saw how you're fucking behaving, yeah, do you really think he'd be happy with you? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean. It doesn't, I don't. I don't think so. I, I mean, do you, do you think? I don't know. Like, this is just me. But if 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 I looked up to somebody, you know, and I I basically mirrored my life after their teachings, mm-hmm. um, and if they showed up, would I really believe that they would think I'm a cool person? Like, do you think Joel Austin would be like, yeah, Jesus wants to hang out with that fucking douchebag? Like, no. But they're well, you know, on a hot day, <laughs> the guy's got like a couple swimming pools, right? I mean, that'd be cool. <laughs> I mean, it would be, yeah. he could cool off. Is well, what I mean. There's a lot of water to walk on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Around the, around the, around the parish. Yeah. Is that what he's got? Yeah. Jesus 25,000 to... square foot parish. <laughs> and a couple private jets. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Uh, no so, way, man. I mean, it's, you got to get places. <laughs> Jesus has to travel and he's only got those sandals. Yeah. I, there's something <laughs> weird about this. So but I've he been... doesn't have to take him off to, you know, to get through the TSA check. So in, Cause, in, cause he's, in, he's, you know, he's got pre check and he's clear and shit. <laughs> in in 2000 years, you know, yeah, there's going to be the Twidians and yeah. they're going to have this book. Yeah, it's true. And they're going to be following the teachings. I mean, and they're, man, they're going to be super fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a heavy book, so they're going to be fit from carrying it around. <laughs> I mean, like an I, A. I don't know. It's kind of, it's weird. I mean, I, I consider myself a follower of Twite. Yeah. You know? I think we all are. Yeah. Like, Mother. to some degree. You know? Not not in the, like, worshiping sense, but in the, like, man, like, that, I looked at it, like, that like, guy's got some... don't settle for second best. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 100%. That's a cool, that's a cool teaching. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. Respect yourself enough to, to be to, exceptional. To respect yourself enough to do full range of motion, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thou shall touch chest to floor. It, praise be. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. I, I looked at it like when I first started reading stuff, you know, sermons and all that other stuff. Like, man, it seems like this guy has some stuff figured out. 
I wonder... And I think that yeah. that's all it takes is like, oh, that guy has done some stuff and he has some good answers from some things that are relevant to me. Therefore, like, I'll see what else he knows. Yeah. You know? And then you get into the worshipy part, which I think people are kind of idiots for doing. Like, I think no, the same yeah. thing with like... Oof, no kidding. Right? Like, f- blindly following anything is a little bit ridiculous. I think yeah. even in like Jesus's standard, like, I don't think Jesus would be like, yeah, I'll bow down and do... It. By his teachings, he'd be like, I've got some good stuff to say. And if you live by it, your life will be better. Yeah. Right? Not yeah, let's do gather this around this table. Yeah. Let's let's break eat, some bread. Eat, let's eat, talk. Eat some dinner. For yeah. sure. Our supper, I guess, is what it was. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> some supper. There was some there was a last one of those. <laughs> I, there wasn't any more after it. Yeah. There was, yeah. Actually there was. <laughs> that, this is so this is Did they so, try to continue without him? Or yeah. like he's hanging out there on the There was a hill. lot of leftovers, man. They, no, yeah. they really did. They, this is so fucked up. They really did continue the tradition. Uh, because it's it's not Easter or like what we call Passover now it was nice in 14 so it was like a very specific date but they did uh, original Christianity was like this really fucking rebellious thing that you had to do and this is the the theory of this thing goes basically super deep into the fact that it looks like the Catholic Church was the first organization to declare war on drugs is essentially what it looks like and that that's that's all because, the sense is being made now right a lot, a lot of the practice of original Christianity that has been kind of edited out cleverly had to do with this, like this natural, this natural process of uh, illuminating your how you look at death. Like that, that is that's what kind of all religion looks at. But the original practices, which we would think of as like cults and goddess worshiping, they they would say like if you if you if you die in your life and when you come back, you you will be immortal because you'll understand death. And a lot of these substances that are, you know, attached to this process, obviously you have like an ego death on, you know, mushrooms or whatever fucking substance you take. You have this You put some ergo in the wine, you're gonna Yeah. You're gonna, you're have gonna an ego out. I mean it, you're gonna Yeah. Yeah. And that that was the Eleusian yeah. Mysteries was this tradition of like once a year or once in, you know, a couple of years, you would travel to Eleusian and you would take from a cup, not be able to talk about it, you would die ego death or something else metaphorically and then when you come back you would understand life better and you're like i can't count how many times you know somebody has taken five grams of mushrooms had a fucking experience come back and they're they're cool they're chill they're not worried about so much the anxiety drops down they're able to like live better Mm -hmm. and so the tenets of what he's talking about although i don't think it has to be related to these chemical induction agents but they are there throughout history for a reason. You know, they're like laced into Greek mythology. You start the weirdest things like you start. But looking. even the brain entrainment of mu- of certain musical mm-hmm. practices yep. uh, um, will also can can also yep. trans you know transport you Absolutely. to yep. that state. Yeah, Bre- breath work, all like drumming. This is kind of a funny thing too. Um, when you look at like mystical experiences, or you know, we talk about it from the sense of. Uh, uh, medicine men throughout history shamans and all this kind of like you know um small hunter-gatherer tribe original human civilizations not all of them had psychoactive substances right all of them had drumming every single culture has had some form of drumming and it's attached to medicine it's attached to the the work of healing somebody healing you and you're like well that's stupid can you imagine go to a doctor today and you're like man i just 
got this sinus infection and he's just boom 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 that'd be so badass it would be awesome and what's funny is most people would laugh at that but you're like well what are they doing and you're like drumming tunes the frequency of your brain so you change your brain wavelength Right with with methodical slow drumming, certain beats per minute will bring you back to a state that puts you into a parasympathetic state, which is the state that you can heal yourself. And this is the fundamental thing that I get frustrated with modern ideas of healing is they they think it's outside of their body. And like you guys are so fucking arrogant. All of the healing takes place within your body. Your body's doing everything. There's not one thing that makes your body heal. It gives you space. I can take an antibiotic. It might subdue or kill the bacteria that is harming my body. But for me to recover from an illness, my body has to kick. My immune system needs to kick into gear. Mm-hmm. And I think the ancients and the you know classical medicinal treatment understood that better Mm -hmm. they're like your body's going to do it so we got to get you to a state that does that and so when you start looking at drumming or breathing techniques you have these ecstatic states through you know transcendental meditation all of these things are trying to put the body back to a state where it can heal itself and that fundamentally falls in line with what I read when I read like ancient texts, whether it's Sufi or biblical or you know any Judeo-Christian stuff it's all kind of pertaining to that like how do you live in a way that gets your body to take care of itself? And and then, you're, you know, you get into the spiritual realm and all that stuff, but you need the vessel. I mean, I guess um, it just got me thinking. I mean, I get, yeah, nowadays it's all, it's all, how, how can I do this all externally? Yeah. The, the medicine, mm-hmm. how can I, I want to, I want to look the way I want to look. I can fucking put calf implants in. Mm-hmm. It's like, everything is like, just p- put more things in you to make you better and fill you up and, yeah, turn no, you into no one something. is subtracting no anything or, or, i mean we've which yeah yeah has been a theme on this podcast before I, it kind of yeah <laughs> it's it, it, funny how we run into this but but yeah. it's probably because it's like a theme that goes through humanity for like all time yeah. which is you know the and this is like a it's kind of like a overplayed uh euphemism that gets said in certain circles but it's like oh you you are the medicine like it, your yeah. body is responsible for all this shit and you're like yeah yeah i am yeah and then you forget it because you're like i have a headache i need this i have an allergy attack i need this i need i need healing from outside myself mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to like understand what my body which has all the intelligence of life inside of the cell inside of the mitochondria inside of you know not even inside of the brain the intelligence is in the fucking body and if I tune it properly, if I'm in the right environment with the right people and the right circumstances, and I nourish it with, you know, things that it actually needs, water, food, that kind of nutrition, and, you know, on some level, uh, some kind of emotional, some kind of effectual uh, therapy, which is like having other people that you trust around, which is therapy <laughs> for, for, for me, at least <laughs> like, you tend to calm down and you put yourself into a state where you can relax. It's a very tribal thing, but it's very fundamental for human survival. You get into that, man, you feel good. Your body works just how it should. Mm-hmm. But man, if you want power over somebody, I'm going to make them really dependent on the thing that is outside of themselves. And that that is the switch. That I have control over. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the switch that I see happen over and over again throughout history. It's not that religion, not religious practices are bad, that organization into a thing that, you know, really pays attention to the spiritual realm, that that's bad. It's that they 
always people who want power over another people will always try to get the thing that they think they need or think that is outside of themselves and be the third party between those two substances yeah. whether it's food whether it's drink whether it's uh communion with a divine nature something like that there's always this i don't know this fucking bureaucracy that gets in the way of something that comes naturally to every single animal which is a connection to nature and your 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 beginning and your end yeah uh, yes i think um you got me thinking you know especially with the thing of the medicine or mm -hmm. you're talking you know you have a headache or your sinuses hurt which is which is like the small version of the big mm -hmm. thing but it's like a lot of people they don't want to take responsibility for their own health or for their own thing. And like, you want the quick fix, right? Mm -hmm. I don't really have to do anything. You just take the little pill. Your headache goes away. Your sinuses clear up, whatever. Um, and it's easy and everything's easier. It's like, you don't have to, you don't have to really worry about your, like your deep actions or your thoughts or the afterlife. All you gotta do is just say these words and do this thing. It's like an insurance policy for the afterlife. It's like modern medicine is like a modern medicine is like a modern confessional. Well, that's a that's a good analogy. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, I feel like I feel like, yeah. Going back to Christ, I feel like religion is that's all it is, is just an insurance policy. Because mm. people are they don't know. No, like they don't know how to figure out what's going to happen. We're all we're, we all know we're going to die. Yeah, and we don't really know what's going to happen. You know, may, maybe you think you do if you've if you've altered your consciousness a little bit, yeah, some like people maybe, you, maybe really you're tuned certain. into that. Yeah. But these big powerful organizations are telling you, this is what's going to happen. So yeah. you better do this. And it's just like, all right. It's like, I, I feel like, I feel like most of those people don't really want to do all that shit. They're just kind of like, it's like an insurance policy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or it's yeah, safety net. It's something like, um, I mean, th there's all sorts of negative connotations with, with belief and, um, and organizations that are responsible for how you believe something. And mm -hmm. I think that that's where you really run into problems because I don't, uh, there's some really good arguments that are like, we think we're, we're using this, I don't know, scientific, um, th this way of coming about a, a practice that makes it irrefutable or makes it better than another practice. And you're like, is it any different? Is it really any different that we know um, that the seasons come about because of certain organizational things in the universe? Or is it the same thing because we still make food the same, we still plant and harvest the same, even when we thought it was like Persephone and the changing of, you know, whatever, like some Greek pantheonic thing. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's not really any different. It's just a different story. And one, I would agree, is like more accurate. But to what degree, it doesn't really matter. And when you look at it, we're like, oh, we don't, we don't practice like traditional medicines or something like that because, um, you know, voodoo doctors and all this stuff that that's so, that's so out there and, and it's uh, superstitious and none of that shit actually works. And you're like, you go to a hospital today, right? And you're partaking in the, you know, the most sterile ritual of all. They have these special gowns, these scrubs and these lab coats to make you know that they're scientists, that they're like, they're the officiated and then they put a stethoscope on you and they check your blood and they check your blood pressure and they it's ritual it's ritual they yeah. don't they're when's the last time somebody like listened to her like you need to get into the emergency room right now your heart is going to explode and it's done it's like 
does it do something? Yeah, maybe they can hear an arrhythmia, they can do something, but essentially it's taking you through a process to let you know that you're part of a ritual and that you're part that that you it's the same thing that you would go and you know a medicine man would put holy water on you and sprinkle you with stuff and then start shaking a rattle except i think the rattle is more effective than a stethoscope it's super fucking weird but i do like it's more i my body responds better to drumming than it does like most things that doesn't mean i'm against medicine it just means like man i think my body is pretty fucking awesome like this thing, this vessel that I'm in is pretty fucking capable, uh, not only physically and carrying this, you know, experience on, but also when something bad happens to it, it also knows how to take care of it as long as I am open and listening. Sometimes that takes outside help, right? Yeah. Sometimes it, sometimes maybe it is allergy medicine. I'm not against it, mm-hmm. but most of the time I have an allergy attack. I was like, what am I doing? What am I exposed to? Or what am I not exposed to that I might need to be to help me handle this? Um, that's, that's much different than what most people are asking themselves when it comes to their health or their well-being or their life experience. What's missing? What, what, what additive nutrient, you know, I heard blueberries were good for me. (laughs) I mean, they're healthy. Yeah. Tomatoes have lycopene in them. Oh, I never knew how to pronounce that word. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I like blueberries. (laughs) They're all good. It's, I mean... I don't know. It's, it's a just as ridiculous. They were on sale today too. That's cool. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's why they're healthy for me. It, it, so this happens every time we go back to Europe. Food yeah. tastes different. Yeah. And why? Why do those fuckers in France live so long? And they like they smoke and they drink wine and they eat cheese all the time and bread and they live to be longer. Why? It's because of the socialist tomatoes. Okay. <laughs> that also have lycopene in them. We had this discussion a long time. Oh, you did a, a while ago with. Uh, an old friend of mine who's is just like this is a socialist tomato it's like small it's deep red it tastes like citrus instead of sawdust oh right you know and then you got the capitalist tomato which is kind of like a it's it sort of you know you could call it orange but it's not really mm-hmm. and it's not a deep thing and it but it's giant they inject yeah, with steroids huge. and artificial coloring. Or or, or they irradiate it or whatever, and then they yeah. harvest them when they're not ripe so they can travel in a truck without getting smashed and bruised. <laughs> and then they ripen, you know, in the back of the grocery store. I mean, I don't even know how, how where, you know, along that process it happens. But but it's this gigantic yeah. tomato that has zero it taste. It tastes like nothing. And, and yeah. probably close to zero nutrient value. And the, like, and it was the difference between you know, hey, but if we make it, if we make it big, like a, a facsimile of a real tomato, but bigger, that's just America. It's the Kim Kardashian just, of tomatoes. Oh God, are we gonna are we gonna go down that road with her? <laughs> oh man, have you? She's the a spoke, fake person, you know, fronting fake, for fake meat. The fake meat person for fake meat. She, I mean, she's made of fake. Uh, she, and, when you think about it, she really is the perfect spokesperson for fake me. Oh yeah, you know she appears to be a woman. She appears to be the thing that is succulent and nourishing and caretaking, but she's literally the opposite. She's like this empty vessel of mush, just like a you, fake, to, like, a, like a capitalist fake, tomato. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. We can we we can be done with that. That was a that was a. Well, there entertaining was, interlude yesterday though when i saw 
a certain post on social media. I, <laughs> I almost followed up because somebody was like, she didn't even take a bite of that meat in the commercial. And I was like, which is weird because I've seen so many more disgusting things in that girl's mouth. <clears throat> Whoa. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, yeah. Zing. I never, never caught up with that episode. Oh, God. I just <laughs> read something somewhere recently about how that leaked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Air quotes. Yeah, right. Since we're on bit, you know, it's all video now. Yeah, right. We could do air quotes. Oh, yeah, we can. Because <laughs> we don't have a YouTube channel, but we definitely have a Vimeo thing going. Sweet. We, we refuse. Yeah. We refuse the YouTube thing. Good. Um, yeah, I don't. You have a YouTube channel, though. Started in the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, because. Cause, and I like it. I'm actually having fun. I mean, it doesn't. It's super cool. People don't really. I mean, it's not like I'm. It's not super popular or anything, but it like keeps me busy. But you're not. You're not like talking about anything super sensitive. You're like making art and doing mostly. Yeah. yeah. I just kind of talk shit. I mean, yeah. That's cool. I don't like. I. I like. I like just going out and filming shit. Like even if it's not like, especially when it's not a job, and I can mm -hmm. just do it at my own pace. Like I love what we did yesterday because yeah, that's just right. playing around and fun and high fiving and like, what about this? What about this? Like, <laughs> well, you, when you, you don't need to go to the hardware store and get a blowtorch. Yeah, like oh fuck yeah! Like you don't have that luxury if it's a job and like you have like deliverables and shit. Like yeah. it's not that way. It's like right. oh, it's a it's work. So it's, I like it's it. hut 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 hut. You know, yeah. we got this amount of time. And, and yeah, and sometimes it's fun, but like yeah, but it's work. So I like. That's what. That's why I do so much photography, and and mm. I've really liked just being connected to that aspect of creativity, yeah. and doing it just because for the joy of it, so that I don't lose the joy of it. Yeah, you know, like because it, it's like something you have to practice. I think mm. it's like working out mm. for sure, but for your creativity, does that make sense? Yeah, and well, like I, I, that was kind of my my question, like because I see how you were what, whatever we're doing, and I I've never seen you at actual work before. But I have seen you do work, mm -hmm. uh, although only in like the creative for for you sense. Mm -hmm. And I've always just watched about you're just so kind of free. How you you bring a camera and you just start doing shit. Yeah. And in my head, I God, like how's he gonna find? How's he gonna find that file or know what he filmed or know like how it was organized? And then I see the output from it when you cut things together. I was like, holy sh! Like how did you? do that whole process and so it was cool when you came here we had no plans to do anything mm -hmm. we started talking about an idea mm -hmm. and like oh and just to watch you pick up a camera put a lens on it fucking not worry too much about everything mm -hmm. and just start filming things and it was like oh it's because you practice a lot mm -hmm. and i think you you're always you you are the viewfinder right mm -hmm. and you just put another one up to your eye when you start working but i think are you constantly just like looking like that? Are you constantly looking yeah. for angles and light? And no, I understand it like instantly. Yeah. Like, um, and it's, I feel like, um, I don't know, man. I, I do understand myself in that capacity really well, mm -hmm. more than I understand myself in any other capacity, mm -hmm. strangely. So it's weird to talk about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's weird for me to talk about myself that way and the process of it. But like, I'll tell you this. I just thought of this while you were saying this is like when I'm working now, mm -hmm. it's the same thing. But I like working alone mostly because I can be that way. But when I'm working and say I have an executive producer around or I'm working for a, mm -hmm. a director or somebody I don't know, they get very uncomfortable watching me work. Really? Um, a lot of times I can sense their discomfort because I'm I'm pretty casual about it. Yeah, and I, okay. I'm and and like um by design, but once they see this stuff, they like it. And and the people that I've worked with a lot, they know 
I don't know, they don't really know what I do, but like they do know what I output and yeah. they like it. And so they keep hiring me. But I don't like working for people that don't know me because then I get in my head because I think they, they think like, then I stop believing in myself a little bit because I can sense that I'm not operating like most people do. Right. Yeah. I got you. And honestly, like, um, like the, I'm not even going to talk about what we did, but like when you suggested that to me and we were looking at the area and what we were going to do, I instantly had like, like 10 shots in my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of like, yeah. okay, and this, and so I'm just going to use this lens and, and all this, 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 and this. And then it's just like, great. Like I can just see that stuff, which isn't exceptional or anything. It's just, a, it's just like I'm, because I'm taking a lot of pictures, filming stuff a lot of times. I just kind of understand it. But, but I think because you can do it so, um, on demand, I think that, that it is exceptional. Mm -hmm. Like uh, maybe because that, that's such a, I don't know. But it I like the spontaneity so of it. I yeah. like the spontaneity of it. Yeah. Like I like the, um, and I like the improvisational nature of it, mm. almost like jazz of just like, because, and you'll get this like through climbing, you know, when you're like in the zone, anything, when you're playing mm. music, mm. when you're in the zone, if, if I can get in the zone, like following someone and filming them, you begin to see what's going to happen before it happens. Same thing with photography. If, if you're filming some action or, you know, people doing sports or do, do working out, you be, even if, if you don't know exactly what's going to happen, you begin to understand it. And so you, you just naturally put yourself in the right place. You're ready for that movement yeah, and you're, you're in the right place. And it's, it's just a weird thing that you just have to do it a lot. Yeah. Like that's what, that's why, that's when art becomes so cool, whether it's mm -hmm. music. Mm -hmm. And I just made a video about that, which was, um, instinct. Oh yeah. And, and I, I, yeah, because okay. someone had asked me about it and I think about instinct a lot and my instincts with other people. And I actually think I have really strong instincts, mm -hmm. but you know, and the, the way I equate it is like your instincts on, on one sense, it's something you learn through practice, but your instincts get stronger, like a muscle, the more you use them. Instinct is just a muscle. And so if you don't listen to that little voice that doesn't yeah, make any every sense. Every time you question it, you make it weaker. A hundred percent, Mark. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. And and then every time you're like, I'm doing that, it just goes, fuck yeah, thank you. I'm in your corner and it gets stronger. Yeah. And so what, but then I thought, what is your instinct, right? Your instinct is really the voice of all your thousands of, tens of thousands of ancestors who have died but who have evolved yeah. and their knowledge their wisdom speaking to you and it doesn't need to make sense but it's in your cells yeah that's what your instinct is yeah it's a, it's like um yeah the, the generational experience yes right and, and it, it doesn't make sense there's no logic it's not logical no but like you know i i i had it was never stronger it's like, it sucks when your instinct tells you one thing and you don't really have a choice. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You're yeah, like, yeah. or, or like, or you don't, you don't take the hard choice. Like I had mm. last time I saw you guys, which was in, in death Valley. And I was just about to start this job, which I did this job for five months. And it, I went around the world, but like a week before I, we'd been out there, I had had this meeting. We had a zoom meeting with the two executive producers one of the executive producers is like the the star of the show and i'm going to go make this i'm basically going to go direct the show around the world with this guy who's a little bit famous mm -hmm. and like i'd never heard of him honestly cuz i'm just not tuned into those channels but okay. but they came to me to do this thing i found out later because i was like the 10th person they'd come to 
either nobody else was qualified or they didn't want to work with them or that person didn't want to do it. I didn't know that at the time. But instantly, instantly, within five seconds on this Zoom meeting, I had this fucking alarm bell go off in my head and it didn't make any sense about this guy. Instinct. And I just went, okay. And I just acknowledged it and moved on to the meeting. And then it's like, you know, when you meet someone and it's work and you're like, hey, and everybody's trying to be cheery and everybody's trying to like put on their best face. Everybody's doing that. Yeah. But I had this instinct, this alarm bell go off and it made no logical sense. And within, it was okay for like a month and a half. We're just meeting. Mm-hmm. But once we got out into the real world, I understood instantly what, what that, that all meant. Was. And it was like, yeah. And it was proved over and over and over of like what, what, how much of a shit bag this person actually was yeah. like literally the, one of the shittiest adult humans I've ever met in my life. And I'm like, you wouldn't know it. Yeah. yeah. Very charming, very charismatic, but you knew it before you knew it, but I knew it before I knew it. And like, I, there was no reason I should know it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you have to trust those things. I feel like people like Mark's probably way better at that. The the reason I don't know, Mark, Mark's like, seems to like have the knife and be able to under like understand things or into, I just wonder where that comes from. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people like me, I have to learn things the hard way through, through like years of yeah. like failure bad and, experiences. and bad experiences. And then, you know, I mean, come on, how do you think I got it? Well, I don't know you, <laughs> but like, you know, you're, you're like a young man, like making all these hard decisions and, and like living by these values as a climber. I just w- always wondered like, where did that come from? You know what I mean? Like, how did you how did you have that deep knowledge so early? I don't know. Not to switch uh, gears or anything, I, I, but it's like I'm uh, an old soul. I mean, I, yeah. it's like I've been around the block a few times. I think, yeah, or or something, yeah, like that. Just, um, and there were certain, and there were times. I mean, there's a, a you know when I, for the most part, I would any kind of in intuitive sense or input like that i would respect it yeah and i got to survive yeah almost every single time mm-hmm. um and i wrote about it there's a piece that was in a magazine in italy a long time ago about like just like the muse saying you know speaking through my own actions yes. or fuck up actions right um in the sense of oh yeah i'm like you know, moving across the upper part of the Valley Blanche and I fucking like trip myself with my own ski poles, you know, or something stupid, you know, or like, like I, I, in a moment of inattention, I tear a piece of critical gear, you know, all of the, and I'm just going, no, I'm too invested. I'm too invested. I'm, you know, halfway through this traverse, I'm going to fucking do it. And then I ended up in this pretty serious fucking accident um, because I didn't listen because I just kept mind kept trying to sort of, rationalize or overpower or tell intuition to be like dude get in the back seat you know i'm mind is here now (laughs) and the mind is as we know secondary so um (laughs) it should be in the fucking back seat but sometimes it gets up front and like tries to grab the wheel and i that's generally the mother of all fuck-ups when we think we're in control and know best yeah especially when acting against in input that could be, you know, correspond to instinct or, or deep, you know, deep knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, yeah. I've been kind of uh, interested in, in, I think the instinctual thing, like what we would call intuition, mm-hmm. because I'm not, I, I'm not like an intuitive person like Aaron is or Mark is like there's okay. some people that are just dialed in. And I think a lot of it had to do 
I think a lot of it has to do with not just modern life, but desperation as like a feature of life. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when you're when you're seeking something or need something that's outside, like when you when you need, you know, maybe psychologically you need respect and attention as a young man or authority or any of these things, you, you tend to shut down that voice that tells you not to do anything because desperation kicks in, mm-hmm. right? It's like, no, you, you, you need, that voice becomes louder the more desperate you are. And this is- You, you want to have arrived mm-hmm. already. Yes. Despite not, um, despite not having learned or experienced all the things that would allow you to arrive at X point naturally. Yeah. I think like uh, in the sense, like if you take a physical, like let's say you told the story the other day of like having to walk 25 miles and everything like you, this Tuscan adventure or whatever, you know, like, this is, yeah, this is a coast of Brava in Spain and everything oh, was yeah. closed. And yeah. so we had one apple all day walking 25 miles. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, like just like a man, I like a, a sandwich, like a whoops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, like, yeah. A, like, ah, shit, we kind of fucked up, but also we're paying for it. But that puts you in a scenario where, you know, let's say you're by yourself and you're like, so now you're really on the verge of, you know, being in trouble because mm-hmm. you're out of water and maybe you don't know how much distance you have to go. You're like, well, any fucking still pond is going to be a trap. Yes. Right. You're like, just the, just the, any, a mirage is a trap. Like mm-hmm. the, you're so desperate for this life-giving source of fluid that you might drink poison and that that you could pay for it the rest of your life because that you get some microbe something in your fucking gut and you have to you know dissect your intestine out just to deal with it because Mm -hmm. you put yourself in a bad spot and so i think a lot a, a lot of me trying to figure out to be more instinctive and more intuitive is like removing desperation, just making sure that I put myself in such a bad situation where I could make bad decisions. And now I think maybe I'm a little bit more receptive to what my body would want me to do. Because I think you have to, listening to your intuition, especially in the early stages, it takes a lot of bravery because there's no logic involved a lot of times, Mm. you know? And so if you're in a fearful state, if you're afraid of for your survival, you're not gonna. You're probably doing the most logical thing usually, or you're doing the easiest thing, or you're yeah. doing whatever's gonna ensure your survival. Yeah. Not necessarily like something that doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's a feeling. You're not gonna operate on emotion as much, for, I think. Whereas you know the instinct comes through as emotion or feeling. It's yeah. not a logical thing. Uh, yeah, that, that's a really hard thing because of what it's, we're taught to is, separate that, yeah, right? To separate your yeah. your intellect from yeah. your emotion, but but maybe the the emotion artificially, artificially, uh, just yeah, you know, or by having taken sort of an artificial philosophical position about yeah. the non-integrated nature or the separate nature of those two things, yeah, like oh, here's my logic, and then here's the thing telling me not to. This no. don't make no sense. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's not that I'm against logic and reason on all the, like uh, the mind is, is, is fascinating because of how powerful it is, but also it's so weird how it can convince, it can separate itself from the vessel that carries the mind. And that is kind of the trap because I think modern education is solely trying to affect the mind and shut down we're told don't list don't make decisions don't make emotional decisions and you're like what what kind of decisions should i make or you're like you're that is the most illogical thing to say to a human being is don't make an emotional decision when you're like you mean don't trust my feeling you know instead 
you know, trust something that is trust tangible. a fucking flowchart, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, essentially, yeah, sense it consensus, yeah, right, or or yeah, some diagram or. You know, I think most people don't realize that like scientific inquiry and reason is based off of um, statistics, which are not a hundred percent. In fact, they're probabilities, but they are not the truth of something, right? Yeah. You could always be the outlier. Anybody can be the outlier, yeah. and you're like, if you do everything correct. I mean, that it sucks, but we did everything by the book when London got sick. We we went through statistically. We took her through the whole process yeah. that that the logical mind would take you through. And halfway through, we are like emotional, you know, intuitions kicking is like something is not something's off. This is weird. Like, why do they keep poking her? Why do they get why don't they let her rest was the whole thing. And when we, you know, did the evaluation, we got second opinions. Doctors came back and they're like, yep, according to the flow chart, everything was done correctly. And I was like, cool. So your logic leads to death. That That's what that that's what you're telling me and that my intuition that something was wrong was correct but i'm not allowed to say that because then i'm this weird person that's going off a of feeling mm -hmm. and you're like okay well like man i had a really bad outcome for that well dude it, there are no feelings in in the science <laughs> right right it, i mean yeah right yeah because it's all flow charty yeah if p then q i and this, yeah the, like you, you establish as something, oh, that's the placebo effect. And wait. you're like, wait, don't, why are you stopping there? It's the that's the most fascinating thing I've ever heard of in my life is that you can change your physiology based off of a belief that you're changing your physiology. And you motherfuckers in lab coats write that off as like a whoops. And you're like, no, that is the thing. That's that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. <laughs> give me the fucking drum and the placebo. <laughs> exactly. Or you know, put five fucking screws in my ankle. Yeah. Right. Which are we gonna you know? <laughs> and then leave my distal fib floating for the rest of my. That's the weirdest. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. Anyway, that's fucking some crazy I, shit. I, but I believe it's gonna work. It's yeah. Cause you know, I don't know. Cause consensus. Or because sure. something I don't know. I'm just like, well, I believe it's going to work because I fucking have to right now. Right. <laughs> Which is a yeah. strong motivator. This sometimes. is a pretty yeah. strong motivator. I'm just like, wow, this is going to be this is very powerful. But can yeah. you imagine if you didn't believe that it was going to work? What a waste of time that would be. Which means all of that work, all of that technology gets overwritten simply by a belief. Yeah. I mean, but I'd be if I didn't believe it was going to work, I would just. I'd be walking on it right now. I would. I would make sure. I. I would. I. I would behave physically in a way that reinforced the outcome that I predicted. And so, how often is that? Like, like how how often does that happen with human beings? That like before they can prove or disprove something, their belief behind it. it yeah, or you'll have this prophecy. Yeah. You'll have this belief, uh, um, and and then yes, and you will fulfill it yourself. You'll just like, oh, the outcome is going to be this. I don't deserve to be healthy, so I'm going to you know behave in a certain way that, yeah. that makes that true. I'm never going to work hard enough to be in shape, so I'm just going to keep smoking cigarettes and eating Cheetos and like, yeah. Fine. Like, but, but even Cheetos are good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing against Cheetos, man. I just it just bums me out that they put. That, that get that weird chemical powder thing gets on your fingers. You know what I like yeah, is I like after, that I like the single serving little bags. <laughs> okay, because you can open it up and you can and just you, oh yeah, dump them oh in you your just mouth and you don't have to get them on your hands. Oh, so we have those all the time on oh, set when I'm working. Like they yeah. buy these big box snack yeah. boxes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so it's just like I just open it up and just 
Ah, just fucking mainline yeah. it right into my gourd. I like trying to do that with Pringles, but then I get like a weird hairball kind of I, thing I tr- in my. I tried doing that, but I I felt like Kim Kardashian. I couldn't do it. Just couldn't swallow. I felt like Kim couldn't, Kardashian. Couldn't swallow. Oh, I, dude. The 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 weird the the uh, maybe the weird thing that like kind of tie this is kind of interesting. This is why I think you're fascinating as like a human being, and I love that you're my friend. Is because all of the things that I were we can't rationalize why we like something about somebody but i why maybe i like you is you haven't let modern society erode your intuition and that and i've only recognized that through the art that you produce like you you have a picture and i'm like how the fuck how the fuck did you take all these pictures that you like in you're so instinctively on top of producing something that it like that's what makes art is like that instinct, that intuition, right? Like listening to that voice. And most people are uncreative because they let this modern rationality erode their their natural instinct to create something or to see something differently. It's like, that's fucking crazy, man. You kept a, a really good human skill alive and didn't even know it. Okay. Thanks, Michael. I, I, it's it's not a recipe for like great financial success, though. Or no, anything. it's of like not. But you're it's not, like I mean, broke. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not broke. I'm not broke. No, no, but no. it's like I'm like fuck, man. Like I wish, uh, I wish it was working. Like, but is the yeah, decimal I, point where you know where the consensus would want it to be in order to declare your life a success as a human? Like this is a no, a, you because success is. You know what the success is like? It's not even it's not even money or anything. It's fine. Good. I, I'm fine. I mean, I know that. It's like, um, <laughs> but the success is like, um, the the re like the shit that I do to actually make money is not really shit that I enjoy. So yeah. like, I wish like you know, oh well, find a job you love and you'll never work a dead another day yeah. in your life. Well, fuck that. Like, the, actually. I do. I do get paid really well to mm-hmm. do what I do. I think like it's like really, and uh, but I only work like half the year anyway, so it sort of works out. But like, I'm not doing shit that I. Usually, I'm just okay. I'm doing this because of how much they pay me, and I don't really like it. And I'm good at it. And I'm fucking good at it. And you're a pro- you're, but I don't you're like You're really it. good at solving the problems that they present to you. Yeah. It's not. There's not. And there's not like a rehearsed response to yeah. this set of hey we want to con- you know we we, we kind of want it to look like this and we want to you know whenever you're making art like that you're trying to you know you're, you're trying to trigger an emotional response in yeah. people not a not a you know intellectual response probably mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and so you look at it and, and you go oh yeah i can I, I see what you're trying to do and this would be and and my intuition says this is the way to go about uh, stimulating that response in the viewer, mm-hmm. you know, in this shot or this interrelationship of these things. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's really fucking cool because yeah. it's because the 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 non rehearsed the non flow chart reaction to you know a work demand of some kind mm-hmm. is uh, it, it feels rare. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it probably is, but yeah. It's super rare. But it's just how we are. And so then it seems like, oh, yeah, three dudes sitting in the room. Yeah, we all, all, you know, respond in that way. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like I see you. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, um, yeah, I I am, uh, I'm just like my own worst critic. Like, I wish I was braver. 
and I wish I was better. I think I'm pretty good at what I do. I feel yeah. like I feel like I'm not I'm not a fraction of like skilled as I wish I was. Like I yeah. I feel I feel my own limitations. Um I'm unsatisfied with sort of a lot of the work that I end up doing. Where, where well, are you? I'm, where I'm, are you at on the Dunning Kruger on the curve? I'm, on the, I am super lucky that <laughs> I do work for people that just largely don't manage me because I can't really at my age and like I can't really handle being deeply managed. Like I just need to go do what I do. Yeah. And so. And luckily, hire I get away me with because, that because of the output, yeah. not because you want to micromanage. because like, I can't, I can't deal with that. Oh, so yeah. I, think, I just can't. I think on the curve of the Dunning Kruger effect curve, you're. Uh, I think technically this would be, um, you're out of the valley of despair. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, okay. So, was, how about this? You're off of the peak of Mount Stupid. I, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Occasionally, I'm. Does that come before the Valley of Despair? <laughs> like ahead of it along it's, the curve? Like before. Going, okay. I've one... definitely been in all these places. Yes. Now I've been there. I've been I to that. I think, you're, I think you're on the slope of enlightenment, which is, I think, the most accurate place you could be, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're like, you understand that you can get better. You just, and you, you know what to do in order to get yeah. that, which is like the most realistic place, but you also understand where you're at. You're like, man, there's certain, maybe there's certain things you can't do yet that you would mm -hmm. want to be able to do. Um, I mean, you mentioned the money thing. The money thing is funny f for art because you're like that this, we're, again, we've been talked into this logical explanation that we need to make a lot of money, mm -hmm. right? You need all this money because you need to save away for a rainy day, but you're like, <laughs> That doesn't make any sense either. All your yeah. currency be without value now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. No, you, yeah, look, you guys are totally right. I mean, yeah, I, I think, um, not to, not to go on a tangent, but like, and I, I don't want to, it's been, um, it's been like a great, um, unexpected, like side road of my life just to be friends with you two guys. And come out here and have these conversations and just have these kind of random experiences that are never ever like mapped out and like planned ahead of time. <laughs> or, or meet in a crazy place or, and walk towards a cave yeah. for I don't know, a couple hours. A couple hours and then <laughs> yeah. just like, okay, and then turn around and walk back. And yeah. then like, okay, like it's it has been like one of the most surprising, fulfilling, um, enlightening like things that's happened to me. And I I it was something that I think that I needed on a deep level mm -hmm. and like I don't know I can't take responsibility for manifesting it but somehow mm -hmm. somehow this happened I came across like within the last sort of 48 hours um the, the and, and I don't know I think I was looking for a picture of uh of Eddie Rayburn's little Frenchie Napoleon mm. I was and gonna ask you about him that's so funny it's Do wild you still talk to Eddie I mean he pinged me the other day you know we're you know, different paths but yeah but he, you know, saw like I posted, you know, or went back to social media for a second and posted something about the book. And he was like, I can't wait to get my hands on a copy. And I'm like, dude, yeah. I just and, and I was, him too the other day because I'm nice. like, I, it had been a couple years and I'm like, I saw him and I'm like, you're kicking ass, bro. That's awesome. I love that dude. He's so yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. And it just like, because that because the picture that I have of Napoleon, like sitting in front of Eddie's gym and looking at, you know, looking out the fence at the street, like, I want to go out there. And, <laughs> and it was, the, the, I took that photo, photograph the same day that we met for the first time in Ventura because okay. we met, mm -hmm. or, you know, yep. we had obviously the, the previous 
interaction online and that kind of thing. Yeah. But we met in person that first day to, you know, uh, there it is space. And I was like, man, this is this has been going on for, for a minute. Yeah. Okay. This is yeah. pretty, pretty wild. That that. They're just, you know, and, and, and you know, like you are out there, you know, a, a, a meteor or a comet in your own right doing mm -hmm. your own thing. Eddie's the same way. I think mm -hmm. we're kind of in the same way here where we just got like, hey, we're we're on a different trajectory than most and but every um, once in a while they come into orbit <laughs> yeah which is so uh, i'm i was really psyched earlier this week to see the traffic you know just be like yeah i'm coming out I'm like, oh fuck yeah all right rad yeah that's cool i think um it, i mean it goes like you guys um there's no like um there's no logical intellectual roadmap to what you guys are building here. Like, right. It's, it's all instinct, right? You've instinctually just moved towards the things like let's, let's, or, or, or towards the things that pleased you. Right. But it's, it's not like, it's, it's not like this is an intellectual, like, you know, you can do, if you want to start a business, you can do it. You can do all the right things and you can still fucking fail. Yeah. Right. Oh. Or you can do, yeah all the things that you just want to do the most and you still might fail, but you might oh, yeah. actually, you Maybe might actually just succeed like really open well. Open a restaurant in March of 2020. Whoops. Yeah. You know, like there's, yeah, there's like, there's bad luck. I, I've been thinking about it because we did uh, that Ian interview yesterday. Like oh, asked me a question about poison. It's like, fuck, I'm just like so fucking bad at answering some things sometimes. I just like, one of the questions is like, where do you see this going with like nonprofit? And it's like, the only thing I could think is like, if I could predict where this was going, it would fail. Yeah. Right? Like the only reason I think it can succeed is because I have no fucking clue where it's going. So I can't get in the way of it. Mm -hmm. Like I, <laughs> it's like, it has to be this, it has to be unplanned. If, if we're going to like, you know, be successful in what we think is successful. Uh, money will be made along the way because we're definitely doing well compared to like what I thought we could do. Mm -hmm. But we're by no means like a business that's like scaling. Uh, we're not scaling <laughs> for um, we're scaly, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just speaking of my own age here, but um, but it, but it's tr it is true. Like we're like where do you see? Because I remember like. I wrote out the 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 hist like right when we started and we were gonna call it Defy yeah. or something like because <laughs> cool four letter like thing but we couldn't get Defy.com as a yeah. URL so that went out the window but because um, because the opposite of obey is what you know yeah. it's what we're not doing I mean no it's what we're doing the opposite of obeying anyway uh, uh, and and i wrote that like i wrote the history like the rise and fall of it and i read that the other day i'm like oh my goodness well we're kind of actually doing some shit that i predicted <laughs> but without it being a map yeah so much for the non-profit yeah yeah it it but there's it, a ph in there but but it goes it goes it, it's a it is largely by feeling hmm. that we are navigating yeah and it, it's which is um which is wild mm -hmm. you know what's the plan show up <laughs> show. work do, you know do, do what feels right rest when needed yeah 10 rules 10 laws that i live by yeah right yeah <laughs> always be ready for cold always be ready for heat that's that's where I'm at right now. Perfect. <laughs> I just kind of bizarre, huh? It's so, super bizarre. I, I'm uh, know where water or a good source is. I'm in. I'm. I'm in. I'm inspired. I'm mystified. 
I'm a little jealous, but I'm more pissed off at myself. Like I do more in my own free time than anybody I know, <laughs> except for you guys. How so? And, and uh, like, I mean, I just work hard at like people go, well, what do you do when you're not, you know, making TV or whatever? What do you do? And I'm like, well, I kind of do the same thing. I film things and I take pictures and like, yeah. that's just what I do. Yeah. I don't, you know. But I do it for pleasure. <laughs> I do it for fun. But, and then yeah. like, you know, but most people I know that I work with, they don't do that stuff. I don't know. And then I see you guys are out here like outputting uh, just a massive amount of of work and stuff. I, I feel, like, I feel lazy lately. You do. No. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. I feel I, so I mean, I'm just like, what the fuck, you guys? Look at what you're building. But I, And then I look at, you know, how long it took to get this goddamn book out. You know, it was like it was already written. <laughs> <laughs> All the things were already written and it still took two years. You know, it's just like it takes two years to make a book, I guess. Yeah. It just seems Whether to be the thing. Whether you've written it or was, not. Because <laughs> it was the same with yeah. Refuge. It, you yeah. know, once you decide to do it, it, it took two years. And yeah. this, it took two years. And my God, damn it, I don't, I don't want to... I don't want the next thing to take two years. <laughs> Probably won't. Let's make a zine. I, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what we should do? We should put out a zine. Mm. We should just, like, maybe we'll write one or two original pieces, but we'll use stuff that we, you know, only Already produced have. electronically. It'll be, it'll be simple. Three weeks, we're, we'll have it out. <laughs> well, didn't you do the first zine in, like, 10 days or something? 17? Well, it was, oh. it was from agreeing to do it, like, from the idea to the printing was 30 days. Mm-hmm. But the, but yeah, but it was like, it, it was about ten days for the first. And so maybe I think it was December sixth to December fifteenth. And I think so, ever since we've really slowed down. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. so like yes. maybe maybe that's it's it. Just, of like that that's why. But our standards have gone up, and our knowledge of actually you know how do we achieve these standards? You know yeah. how do we actually express what we believe ourselves capable of? Because then. Um, you know, I look back at that zine and it's an, it's an embarrassment, mm -hmm. but it was also absolutely incredible at the time. Yeah. I mean, do you realize it's like four and four years and some months ago? Yeah. Or right about four years. Cause I remember yeah. when, I remember you texting me like sometime in early 2018 or something. Hey, or maybe. Yeah. It, maybe it, it was 18. Four, it was like it was 18, January 18 is when the first podcast episode and the first zine came out. Okay. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah it's at some point in there, you yeah, texted me and like, we're doing this thing. And I'm like. Fuck yeah, because it was like December. Yeah, December nineteenth. I think we had everything finished. Finished, yeah. Because yeah. okay. December sixth was the day. You know, I was yeah. like, yeah, I can, I can, yeah. I can name that tune in yeah. ten days. You know, or whatever it mm -hmm. was. And so it would have been around the nineteenth to be the the value. Okay, and I'll say this: this is why in the pandemic I started the YouTube thing just so I could put things out and not be super precious with it. Cause I had done this documentary for three fucking years and yeah. it had to be, had to, you know, it had to be like, it had to be fucking good. And I was doing everything myself, but then there's such a value in deadlines. You're going to name check that, that doc for us. I mean, or you can't so really find can... it. It's called starbound. It's actually on Vimeo. I think it's called starbound. Okay. I think it is there's on a, Vimeo. Yeah. yeah. I think the people yeah. that, that paid for it just put it on Vimeo and then I'm like, well, great. Now I can't fucking sell it anywhere. <laughs> I'm really glad I did all that work, and yeah. uh, it's on it's on Vimeo. If you Vimeo Starbound, I have a trailer that I made that's up there, and then it's up there, and it's I don't know. I'm super proud of it, but uh, I mean, I don't know as you should be because it's like okay, here's my sort of labor of love with this idea, you know, and you see it through to completion. Yeah, yeah, and it was which it was, yeah, it was fucking hard. Oh yeah, but uh, but aside from that, that's why I. St 
I started just making videos and putting them on YouTube. And when I do it, I get I get super unhappy if I'm not working. So I, I'm freelance, so I'll, I'll go work on a show. Like I'll go do fucking Deadliest Catch or something for two months. Yeah. And then I come back and I don't have a fucking job. And then within, I can't wait to come home and sleep in my own bed. Within about a day, I start getting depressed because I'm not working. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck, man? So I just, that's why I go do photo shoots. Mm -hmm. I, I make videos. I give myself a fucking job. And when I yeah. do it, I give myself deadlines. So I'll be like, I'm going to put out a video and it's I'm going to fucking upload it next Wednesday. So I got to be done by then. Yeah. Or I'm going to or if I agree to go if I'm going to go fucking take portraits of somebody fine, I'm going to deliver them pictures like 3 days later. It's a classic 2/4 generator. And that way, <laughs> no, that way it's fucking done. It's done. Yeah. And I and I have to actually I have to buckle down and focus and allot the time and be disciplined and get it done. And it doesn't drag on and it's not hanging around on my hard drive and it's fucking done and I can move on. I, I love that you make deadlines and then mm -hmm. adhere to them because, you know. Well, I'm just saying. Because we do the opposite. We make deadlines. But no, but you did with it. the first zine though. And yes, your standards have gone up. Yeah. But your skill level has, has you know, multiplied exponentially. You are much more skilled and experienced and like I mean, if we compare that, like that first zine from mm -hmm. 2018, and compare it to Raise Two, which we put out sort of—I don't remember when. Was it this year? Yeah, I think January-ish. Something January-ish. Um, like, man, these are these are light years apart, even though they're four years apart. I yeah. would like to go back and actually compare them. I don't know. I thought the first one was great, but I haven't actually looked at it in four years. So, yeah. like, you know, I read them and then. But I, I'm just saying, you guys, I'm just challenging you. Like, the book's coming out. You should just, like, at some point, wake up and be like, "All right, we have give yourself 20 days. It's a lot of work. Okay, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna be done. We're gonna be printing this fucking zine on this day and just go do it. I mean, for a zine, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. think we we could do you that. We've had this idea, you know, for a while of the. Mm -hmm. Okay, lock ourselves in the building for you know forty eight oh, yeah, to seventy two hours yeah, to try to get something and, done and 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 make it and then print whatever's done at the end of the you know the, the seventy two hour period yeah which and just be like oops there's some blank pages what, what was the <laughs> like you should do that can I and I'll come film it for like two days while you're doing it the process and that, make a film out of that that would be cool yeah that would be fucking awesome you guys like yeah. Yeah, we're talking about like an endurance event. Yes, like the the endurance, and <clears throat> I think I can't remember the rules. Did we have to have? I think we could have. You can leave the building if you go make a photograph. Yeah, food has to be brought in by helpers because yeah. the the principal like creators or mm -hmm. workers have to. You know, you're just stuck here, and you I, can go out to the gym and exercise a little bit. Yeah. You know, you know, it, it, if you need to reset, mm -hmm. but that's. Uh, just have a closet full of Adderall. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be yeah. pretty rad. <laughs> some some arbitrary weird rules yeah. that just yeah. make it yeah. kind of hard and just add this <laughs> element of like, I don't know, can we actually do this? It's like some weird art yeah. marathon. I think we thought of it marathon. and then we got kind of afraid of it. Because uh, I mean, we, we really like, stopped talking about that it That means you should do it if you're afraid. Yeah, for fucking sure. do it. Because that's like, I mean, that kind of came from, um, I mean, the, the single push idea for yeah. climbing, but then yeah. also so, what is endurance. And then I think we all watched Six Days to Launch oh, about yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the yeah. making South Park in six, you know, every episode when they do it is six days. And we're just like, okay, that's way more complicated than what we do. Mm -hmm. So we should be able to do it in like 72 hours, you know, yeah. three days, not six or, you know, whatever. Um, but writing, writing. <laughs> turns out writing is hard yeah it really is <laughs> fuck especially now like i don't there's writing this is hard. there's the standards thing where you're kind of like 
man, we definitely have different standards and an uh, improved skill level. But there is this, and I don't know what the the timeline is. I think if you're embarrassed by your work that you've done in the last year, you let shitty work go. But if you're not embarrassed by work that you've done like five years ago, then you're not improving at all. Like there's this, there's yeah. a weird. That's a good way to look at it, man. It's kind of a weird thing. So although it's embarrassing, it was also kind of like, yeah, of course. Like, uh, man, I've taken some shitty pictures and written some like really fucking arrogant, bloviated pieces. You're like, but if I didn't, would I, would I ever notice what those things are? So you kind of have to like yeah. make shitty work in order to understand what good work is. You know what would be cool though? Hmm. Is if you're just making work when you're, okay, you make work when you're in that sleep deprived yeah. endurance state but and without censoring it and without doing a shit ton of editing later. Don't go back yeah. and fix that shit. Just put it out. Yeah. Just be like, all right, this is what happens. <laughs> What's the and real me? Is, no, no, seriously. <laughs> this is what happens when my mind begins to break down from exhaustion. Yeah. yeah. And this is this is what's coming out. Instead of like taking it, thinking about it later, intellectualizing it later, editing it, censoring yourself, mm -hmm. cleaning up the mistakes. Like the mistakes are beautiful a lot. Like the fucking lens really flares not. and the and the yeah. shit and the, the dirty frame and the lack of perfection. What can you do if you're not super worried about perfection, but it really captures the moment? You know what I mean? It's like yeah. It's like that's why I just make those kind of rough and tumble videos when we go to Death Valley, and I'm trying yeah. not to make them super. But it's just kind of like trying to capture the energy of it. What, what you but call you, a rough and tumble thing? I'm like that is fucking awesome. Nah, I mean yeah. they're just like I just kind of hack them together. But like if you guys could do that in a zine <laughs> and just be like and just have it be this crazy, not super edited, yeah. catch, capture the spirit of whatever it is that you're doing. I don't know. We're talking about something abstract, but whatever yeah. whatever it was that scared you guys, lock yourself in here for two days, have someone deliver food once a day. I, I don't know. It's possible like, that, that would that be I'm, badass. It's kind of possible that I'm afraid of like the 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 rawness that you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Like that, that's a vulnerability where it's like, man, I don't have time to just perfect this after i have more senses or i've done more research i can't or I part can... and polish the edges yeah and, and, and maybe that that would be so beautiful though because like <sighs> clearly know how shitty i am but maybe you wouldn't be like honestly you know <laughs> but also maybe you would be yeah <laughs> and maybe you would be maybe you would for be sure. you know for one piece and yeah. then you'd be conciliatory you know the next one or yeah. something you but, know or, or or it would be like something would set you off like you know the beyond meat and the beyond woman um and and then you would just like write viciously about that and then it would and then it'd be in print it'd be awesome instead of it just going away in vanish mode i mean i have i probably have like hundreds of pieces yeah. that have written in the like oh i want to talk about this thing and i waited and i'm like it's irrelevant like it doesn't yeah it change i mean yeah. it's the same it's like oh this is this is this yeah, is the thing i need to do next and on then, this right yeah because yeah because i know i'll you know i'll, I'll be in a different state wave yeah yeah uh, uh, tomorrow and not necessarily think better of it but think different of it yeah i think that's i don't know there's i think it's a good idea if you came out and filmed it, i'd be down to do it i look i'm just staying on yeah. this because i think it is the next level of evolution yeah. is like yes your standards are higher your skills higher but why don't you get a little abstract and fuck it up and bring in yeah. like look at it like this Look at it like this. Usually the zine is like, okay, it's like you two guys, and then you'll add in a little flavor of like a collaborator, mm -hmm. some other people's photography, whatever it ends up being in the thing and you feel yeah. is right. Look at it that same way of like, okay, boom, here's a bucket. There's nothing in the bucket. 
Now just start, and and you don't have anything to start with. It's not like there's some central piece that you're going to build it around. I'm not really sure how you guys do your process, but in in this nor, thing, nor are we. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Even better. But like maybe it's like okay, what's the thing? <clears throat> maybe it's maybe it is. We're going to lock ourselves in here for two days, and then at the end of it, we're going to have a fucking zine. And so so then you just start sprinkling in the <clears throat> things. Um, bring in. Maybe it's like one person's photography. I, or maybe yeah, it's not. Maybe yeah. it's maybe it's maybe it's all Blair's photography. Or maybe it was the idea. Maybe I mean, like in six days to launch, the guys, you know, the 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 takeoff point for yes. that episode that's in that that yeah, yeah. particular doc is when he was starting to re, you know he was he had just had to you know re-sign his Apple user yeah. agreement or whatever. He's <laughs> like, does anybody ever read these things? What are we agree actually agreeing to here? Yeah, and like so there was a takeoff point, and I th- yeah. so I think that's a that, that's a thing. There has to be okay. What are we, you know? We got to give some left and right limits. Yeah, yeah. You do. Maybe. You got to have some constraints, and yeah. the limitations inform your creativity, right? That's sure, where yeah. that's where you get creative. Yeah, yeah. And then when things, so so that's what makes you stretch and grow and figure out how to do it within. If you just have like, well, we're gonna have it done whenever we get done. Well, then it's like, who fucking knows? Yeah. yeah. But if when as soon as you have limitations, you have to figure out how to achieve that. Yeah. Now within that, just add the ingredients. Like I think. Do something. You guys are both so deeply into music, so get get some people in here to play some music. Like like do do a fucking twelve hour fucking drum music oh, thing and just trance. Yeah, trance and just state. have just have that going on and see what that does to people's brain. Have some do like some workouts. Do some photography. You just be like, do some video. Just like get Zoe Keating with her cello and her looping oh, equipment right. to come in. Oh, Jesus. Just be like, all right. Closet full of Adderall. Go. <laughs> Just seriously. We, we, need you to, we need you to keep us in a particular st- emotional state for 12 hours. That's right. That's a, um, <laughs> Scott Backey's turned me on to her, actually. Yeah. Oh, fuck, it's so good. Oh, my God. I mean, Jeez. it was like, yeah. The, you yeah. know, the, the um, I mean, you only thought of it afterwards, but the, the zine you guys did after our first Death Valley trip yeah. was pretty rad and it was just like, oh, hey, yeah. everybody send some shit and then we're gonna have this done. You had it done in like a month. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was. And it was rad. Yeah. It was it's rad. all the content was done. We just had to like write a couple pieces to fill and put some words on it. Yeah. And everybody, we've got McBride to write something. I mean, yeah. He's, he's, he's a big writer. I mean, he writes yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. That piece was good. He, but, he's, yeah. He's a pretty good, I mean, he's, yeah, he's rad. He's really, He's really left, I'm still, left-brained, but I'm still kind of obsessed with his idea on um, the permission the generator. permission generator, the permission oh machine. God. He's an outside the box thinker, man. I just knew I had breakfast with him like two days before I came out here. Oh, like, nice. We, nice. We, just to catch up. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's writing a philosophy book, and he's almost done. Is he really? Yeah. Where to where he's um, and I don't know, man. Wow. He was talking about it and the way he says figured out Dude, how to do it. I don't know what he's. He doesn't know what he's going to do with it, but he's. You know, I mean, yeah, he's he's a he's an interesting dude. One of my oldest friends. Yeah, he every time. Well, every time we had interactions with him, it just got deeper. And the last time we saw him, he's like, "I brought out my yo-yos for you guys to, to show you." And I was like, "No shit, okay, I like right." And then he yeah. started going, and me and Mark were like, "What the? F-? No, this is like way more intense than I thought." And it was he's not be. even good anymore. You yeah. should have seen him in his prime when he was a pro. He's not even good anymore. That's then, what he but said. But he's still amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you mean not even good like i can't i couldn't i couldn't wrap my head around i couldn't understand what i was seeing in the first place so if it was like even more 
sort of interplanetary than that. Mm. I don't know what. He, he literally, when back when he was like 20, invented this certain style of yo-yoing that, you know, he's he authored it. Like, he, it would be like, you know. Oh, that's why you it, introduced him as the Mark Twight of yo-yo. He is. He, he's 100% the Mark Twight of yo-yoing because he, he was writing all this radical stuff. He came out with a book about yo-yoing and he created this whole style it'd be like you know it's like okay you were one of the first guys to do that single push like hard shit not the first but but you really were a pioneer of that and like and and carried the torch of that and like lit the way for the future generations he did the same thing in yo-yoing with like doing these weird string things and multiple yo-yos and that then the younger generation came in and like of course improved on all that but mm-hmm. he was the he's the grandfather of it yeah wow that's like true. literally that's so wow. fucking crazy. he's really famous if you get around all these like back when i first knew him this is 15 20 years ago in hollywood and he would he would uh they'd have these yo-yo events and sometimes i would go and just watch and you'd have all these young kids who were 18 20 and they just looked at him like like all these freaking workout guys or young climbers look at you. It's, it's like <laughs> or, the same it, fucking thing. Or like, you know, any of us would look at Rodney Mullen and just go, right, yeah. oh, yeah, you you changed the landscape of the world. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. It is crazy. That's nuts. So um, I think this, if it, it sounds like we're going to event, we're going to do this scene at some point you know like it like this idea that we've talked about and mm-hmm. it goes away because we get scared or <laughs> that's why time. you should do it if yeah, you're I mean, scared maybe it's yeah. not real f- it's not like a, a straight up fear but it is like a fuck that seems like a commitment and you know how we like if we're gonna do something you can cop to your fear michael it's okay i i'm i'm okay being fearful <laughs> i'm afraid of a lot of shit for yeah. sure <laughs> mostly yeah. mostly of this entire building i'm afraid it, of I'm yeah. like there's not really anything in here i'm like oh fuck but I, I I think it would it maybe it would be you know we have a bunch of projects to kind of finish up but yep. it'd be a good fun project to look forward to to be like okay we got the like demanding stuff kind of out of the way I mean you saw my one clever thing you like asked to walk through the process which is funny because I don't even know my process when we were like printing stuff and I had to like oh well you know sometimes it starts with writing or sometimes it starts with the idea or sometimes there is a structure mm-hmm. if there was like a format for something but most of the time it's like. Okay, if I have some words, and then I'll take some images that go along with those words, and I'll just start placing images, and then I'll start placing words, mm-hmm. and then it'll go, oh, and now, okay, this would sound good if I wrote a piece that actually went after this. Mm-hmm. So I go back and forth, but I don't know how. But then sometimes it's like, oh, well, these photographs are um, would be better as, as, you know, if there was like a graphic representation, yeah. like a graphic art comic style yeah. thing. And then we're like, oh, Joey, help us. Yeah, yeah. Or Trevor, help we need, us. Yeah, we need and, outside help. Um, and, and, and then you start bringing other, you know, bringing people in uh, with it in, in some way. And um, I don't know how, what my process, you know, it hasn't, there hasn't been a process recently. Yeah, because I've you know I mean, been Blair, processing Blair carpentry. Showed, yeah, Blair showed me a picture she took of that little kid sliding down the slide, and he's like kind of stuck at the bottom. Yeah, and she's like, "Look at this picture. You can have this one." And I was like, "Fuck, I gotta write something for that. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck it's gonna be, but I, it's gonna be something." Yeah, and it's probably gonna be comment on modern society for sure, because <laughs> it's just a ridiculous picture that I don't know, it, but that kind of stuff I really like and like seeing you do certain things I'm like fuck man like I, I think you I think we do the same thing that you do 
which mm-hmm. is you come here and you go, man, those guys are doing stuff. And we like, you put out stuff. I'm like, fucking Ben never stops working. Yeah. And so I got to do more. I got to take better pictures. I got to like, I, I've known I needed to start filming stuff. We've talked about it multiple you do. times. You need to. And I've started, yeah. but it's, uh, here's the hard part. When you start under a shadow, right? And, and I mean, we have, this is one of the problems. Like we have really good, we have friends that are good at shit. And so it's really hard to be a beginner around people that are good at stuff. We do it. Like you have to do it, but it's intimidating. You just want to do it right. You got to do it right. And you can't, you got to practice for a long time before you get any kind of feedback. And so I've been filming pieces and trying to mess with editing. And it's just like, man, it still sucks. And you got to just, the thing, and you know this, you just have to give yourself permission to suck. Yeah. And you just have to keep sucking until you suck less and less and less. Yeah. yeah. You're going to suck. For sure. But you won't suck all the time. And you just you just have to get through. You have to do a lot of shitty stuff. Yeah, it's how you learn, man. Yeah, for sure. And you look at it later, and then you have to live with it. And you're like, I did that. Well, and next I, time you're going to be a little better. It's just so weird because we know how powerful video is, right? Like, but for the it longest is. time, again, it's like one of those fears. Well, fuck, I don't want to suck at it or think people like I know how good it can be. So therefore, I can probably recognize how shitty I am. But it's also one of those things where you're like, if we're going to communicate at a at, at a better level um, better ideas and do better art we're gonna have to like at least try to understand this format a little bit better and I, and I think like if you know we're, we're making zines you know we've, or, or books or whatever when we're talking about yeah there's the there's the the, the written word there's the visual stimulation mm-hmm. which also you know happens in the training space mm-hmm. you know all of these and and what we you know when you go with just a podcast let's say and there's no video to it although i don't know why people would want to look at people talking but um (laughs) but you are in some ways you are limiting and we were having this discussion with around editing um because i you know i go in and when it's just audio and no other senses are engaged Mm. then certain things need for for my sense of well-being certain things need to be cleaned up Mm -hmm. You know the mouth pops got to go away mm-hmm. and but that also if i'm if i'm going through and you know searching for mouth pops to erase <laughs> um that means i also hear every single thing that we talked about and i hear it again and i'm like oh i thought i fact checked that shit you yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> you know or like oh yeah wrong about that barbara should cut that out um but and then when we added the video i'm like well the mouth pops aren't a big deal yeah because because there's more input yeah, but, and, and you get to see the person making it. And you understand they're not like, you know, hacking up some loogie or something, you know, like, yeah. um, or, or or something like that. And so uh, we need to involve more senses. Is is mm. what I'm saying, and not to get in, and not involve more senses in order so that we can be lazy with our, you know, cleanup about yeah. things. But just so there are more and different points of access to ideas we might be talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and got, I think yeah. videos a, is is a thing. We've done a few little pieces yeah. here and there, but again, and then like you said, we know what uh, what it looks like. Yeah. Um, when it's really good, because we have friends like you, um, and you know, and Ian and Zach, and yeah. you know, people who make stuff look really good. I mean, you should have seen the shit like, shot oh, yesterday. God damn. The stuff that you shot yesterday was awesome. 
Like it was just, I, it was a, you know, it was a collaborative idea. But the way, like, you filmed, like, slow down the, you know, frame rate, get every, like, it just becomes such a, I don't know, such a different thing to watch somebody do it for real and inspire. It's like, okay, I think, not that I can do this, but like, it gives you a little bit of permission to try to do it. You know, I want to, like, I struggle so much. Uh, I don't know. I don't, man, I'll confess to you guys this. Like last time we were in the desert and we were walking up to the cave, you know, and, and, and things were kicking in mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> and I, I looked down at myself and I had this camera around my neck Yeah, and I had the, I had my M6 around my neck and I had a GoPro Pro strapped to my shoulder strap. and I was carrying a video camera and I had yeah. four fucking cameras on me and I became filled with shame. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I became, I'm like, I was, I became really embarrassed at myself and I didn't express that to you guys. But I was like, I was like, what am I, what am I doing with all these, ca- like, why am I doing this? I should just be here with my friends. It was really a weird thing and it lasted, eventually it went away because yeah. the thing, kicked in but, and but, other things came in but i for a while i was really embarrassed but also, and ashamed. Then we're out there and we're just like wow look at think of all these channels of recording and rebroadcast that are available yeah. right now I yeah mean, all of and, them and i want to like i love it i love filming things and doing that so much yeah but when we're in that state, like mm-hmm. I don't really want to do it. Like I want to capture it, yeah. but mostly I just want to hang. Like yeah. I take very few pictures, yeah. and mostly I'm just like oh, I just want the company of these dudes. And yeah. but but then I actually do want to try and capture the feeling that I'm having. Yeah, and it's like how do you do both? How can you be in it and still capture it? It's easier with photos because it's so immediate. It's tougher yeah, with video, you know. Video's very like in your face. Like it's but like it's, it's it's different. And it's also you go with video you the, part of the process is editing yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas with a photograph it's it you know yeah, you can you can surely fuck it up. Yeah. And you know to make it to improve, you know, the image, air quotes again. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but, but but with video, the the whole point is to go back, and and and, and, and reinterpret. And, yeah. and so, I think you're right. It's still photograph, almost in, you know, in that setting, cap it, it is more effective at capturing mm. the moment, mm-hmm. the intimacy, the you know, without reinterpreting later. Yeah. Yeah. Or interpreting. Yeah. I I would love though if you. You guys come up with something that's really immediate, and you want to do a zine in like in a super short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna come film that because that would be super rad. Right, be, let's do it. Okay. Like I like I would just like <laughs> fuck. Oh man, <laughs> like even even as an as an endurance thing for myself to just hang on to that and just to try and keep up and to do that. And yeah. I don't know, that would be that'd be super fun. I'm into it. All right, we'll do it. All right. You got an appointment coming up. Oh boy. All right. Yeah. T- talking of intuition. Thank you, man, for coming out. I really appreciate that you took the time to fly out here randomly, and I fucking love that you come out and just we do ridiculous things. So I'm gonna do it like not so far in between, you know, because yeah. I, I appreciate you guys' friendship and and fellowship and camaraderie and like the inspiration I get. Like it 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 will fe- this will fuel me into the future. Like it it has replenished my gas tank. So it's fuck yeah. So thanks for all the hospitality and. Yeah. 
Yeah. And and for me, it was really cool when we were over watching the book get bound. Oh. Like all of the really great people. Everyone's here. Yeah. Staley's here. Ian's here. Blair's yeah. here. Michael. I'm like, this is just... Uh, yeah, it was really it was really powerful. Told me to somebody had a there. camera to capture this. Yeah, <laughs> it was special to me. I didn't expect that. I'm like, oh, we're just gonna go over, and then I was just like there, and I was just grinning ear to ear yeah. and like watching everybody, and like yeah, it's really cool. it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was just so, and and then to th- to think like, okay, this is the tail end of this project that started. I mean, the first, like I said, the first essay in the book is from 2011, and the last one is 2016, and then yeah, um, and and and. and 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 I guess, um, and, and then an entire process, you know, to go through another six years. Yeah. Of. Uh, so yeah, thank God it's out there. And then <laughs> and then also like sorry it sold out so fast, folks. Oh right. I mean, we'll <laughs> I mean more. in a way, but I don't sorry, know. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry, and to t- just to for one second sort of talk about the emotion of like oh 700 books in 24 hours yeah that's i don't i didn't know what to do with that feeling <laughs> wow it's pretty rad it's so amazing yeah that's cool yeah. thank you for being part of it thank you mark thank you michael well, thank you all right we're out